Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told to medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, here, news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And uh, today we are continuing our rather darkly timely piece by Margaret Atwood, the adaptation of her uh, well-known dystopian novel, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, playing this mostly in part because I've wanted to reference many people to this. Uh, I don't usually don't join in with political discussions. I just send people to pieces of literature I think are relevant to the topic at hand and let people uh, make up their own opinions about the world. Um, Handmaid's Tale um, is a cautionary tale. Um, it is uh, posed in a future where uh, women uh, are used as sexual surrogates for men and have uh, lost a huge amount of rights. And this just explores a single handmaid's journey um, and life in this situation. And in the first episode, the first hour of it that we heard last week, uh, we basically went to the retraining camp. We learned how um, our uh, woman lost her husband and child, was separated, and then brought into this uh, retraining camp, um, religious dogma, um, and, uh, you know, talking about how women were so sinful in the quote-unquote bad times. Um, Now she actually has her assignment as a handmaid, and we see how well she adjusts to her new life. Um, heavy stuff, um, but I hope you're all adults out there, most of you, or um, ready to take on some some heavy literature. Uh, first up, uh, we have um, Back to Back. I missed our um, good friends with Oral Stage Studios released the next episode of Dialed In. Um, so we're going to headline with this. Uh, sort of a, now for something completely different, a bit of a lighter take. Um, then what we're going to get into, we start off with customer relations written by our own Matthew Boudreau um, of Buffalo, New York. Here you go. Dialed in. A new audio series from Oral Stage Studios. Hi, I'm Matthew Boudreau, and you're listening to Dialed In. This week's episode, Customer Relations by Matthew J. Boudreau. Starring Pete Boisvert and Brian Morvant. Featuring the music of Jonathan Colton. Thank you for calling the Angel Corporation. All of our customer service representatives are busy with other callers. Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line for the next available representative.
you for continuing to hold. Your call is important to us. Please remain on the line until the next... Damn it. Thank you for calling the Angel Corporation. All of our customer service representatives are busy with other callers. Your call is important to us. Please stay on the line for... Thank you for calling the Angel Corporation. This is Kathleen speaking. Good morning, Kathleen. I'd Good like... morning, sir. Yes, hi. I'd How like... may I help you? Yes, I'd like to speak to someone about having an RF chip removed. Can you help me? Certainly, sir. Can I have your name, please? Sure. My name is Caleb Cross. Please hold. Technical support, how can I help you? I'd like to speak to someone about having an RF chip removed. What's malfunctioning with the chip, sir? Nothing's malfunctioning. I just want to have the chip removed. You mean you're looking for an upgrade? Not quite. I'm looking to have the chip removed entirely. You mean a voluntary extraction? That sounds about right. Hold, please. When Dad wandered off, I was so frightened what would happen. When we found him, he had no idea where he was or how he had gotten there. I'm so glad he's got an angel inside. Angel is a subdermal implant tag used to track via a small GPS transmitter embedded in a chip about the size of a grain of rice. The chip is implanted in the arm and uses residual biokinetic energy to keep an indefinite charge. It requires no maintenance or modifications to the chip itself. Because walking home alone at night doesn't mean you have to be afraid to have an angel inside. When your life and the lives of those you love are on the line, isn't it good to know there's an angel inside? Systems Management, Andrew speaking. Yes, hi, Andrew. I'm trying to speak to someone about having an angel chip removed. Oh, please hold while I transfer you to tech support. I already spoke with tech support and they transferred me to you. My apologies, sir. Please hold while I try to transfer you in the right direction. Shipping and receiving. You're kidding, right? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, I'll bite. Can you help me get an Angel RF chip removed? What? Oh, oh, my mistake, sir. Uh, I picked up the wrong line. Hold, please. Thank you for calling Angel Corporation. This is Kathleen speaking. How may I help you? Oh, here we go again. I beg your pardon? Nothing. Hi, Kathleen. I've been bounced around in circles here. I'm trying to speak to someone about getting my chip removed. Please hold for tech support. You already transferred me to tech support. They haven't got Excuse a clue. Excuse me, sir. I am only trying to do my job. Well, get to it then. How about a supervisor? Can you manage to transfer me to a supervisor? Hold. Operations. How may I be of service, sir? Hi. I'm looking to have my chip removed. Yes, sir. You're free to have the chip removed at any time. Uh, really? Yes, sir. Angel implantation is purely voluntary. Yeah, voluntary. Of course. When can I schedule an appointment? We don't perform the surgery here, sir. We can provide you with a list of qualified surgeons. You'll need to schedule an appointment with one of them. Oh, thank you. Here I thought this was going to involve some sort of runaround. You're welcome, sir. 
Removal of the device is at your own expense, and the chip must be returned intact to Angel Corporation to avoid incurring further fees. But my own expense? But the chip was implanted for free. Yes, sir. Angel offers free implantation of our RF microchips as a service. Implantation and extraction of the device is purely voluntary, and Angel Corporation does not assume responsibility for costs incurred for the voluntary removal of the chip. Fine. How much does that run? Prices are typically around $4,500, sir. Holy shit! Is that covered by insurance? You would need to check with your insurance provider for that information. However, in my personal experience, it's not likely, sir. It's an elective surgery. As I said, removal of the device, as with implantation, is completely voluntary. Oh, for Christ's sake. Is there anything else I can assist you with, Mr... Cross. Caleb Cross? Yes. Please hold. Now we're getting down to business. Mr. Cross, what do you think you're doing? Volunteering. You're not eligible for voluntary removal. Why the hell not? You were arrested, Mr. Cross. Your chip was implanted by law. The charges were dropped. I shouldn't have been implanted in the first place. Angel Corporation cannot accept legal responsibility for the circumstances surrounding the implantation. I wish I could help you, sir. I was arrested for participating in a legal protest. I was arrested for disturbing the peace and trespassing. That also is not the company's concern. We are simply complying with the law, Mr. Cross. So I have a chip that tracks my every move implanted in my arm against my will for what amounts to a misdemeanor, for which charges are dropped. I'm under constant surveillance by your company, my mother, and the police, not to mention the hackers that managed to cut through your security protocols and post my every move on the internet. I can't even take a crap without somebody blogging about it. I'm harassed by people on the right for being an upstart and people on the left for interfering with their right to technology, both of whom are following me around using phone apps you created and failed to properly secure. And you take absolutely no responsibility for any of it. Mr. Cross, I understand your position, and for the record, I empathize. If you would care to file a complaint, I'd be happy to connect you to the complaints department. Please hold. Don't you dare transfer me again. I see what this is. I have no idea what you're talking about, Mr. Cross. This is because my protest, my lawful protest, was against Angel Corporation. I got under your skin. I assure you, this is not a vendetta. However... I will not jeopardize my position or the security of this company by allowing my personal reservations to interfere with the policies of the state or Angel Corporation. So you're hiding behind a legal gray area? Is that how you got this job, Stephen? Oh, please enlighten me, Caleb. You got there the same way you always do. By cowering in the corner until you get someone's sympathy, then striking out at them as soon as an opportunity arises. Oh, Caleb. Ever the conspiracy theorist. Why would I even concern myself with you? Because people were actually listening to what I had to say. People will only listen long enough for the next self-righteous windbag to come around. That sounds like experience talking. Is that how you got this job, Stephen? Witty. You don't call the shots, Caleb. Things are different now. I see. You're accepted now. Your friends don't matter anymore. Please. You were never my friend, Caleb. I was just another monkey you could lead around and control. See, that's your problem. Always needing to be led. You never had any will to control your own life, to do your own thing. You've always been somebody else's monkey. Better than a solitary fool. A solitary fool still makes his own choices and his own mistakes. 
You've never done a thing in your life that wasn't to please somebody else for all the good that did. When we met, I was pulling you from the last situation you attached yourself to. As I recall, four very pissed off alcoholics were pounding the shit out of you. Beginning to understand why. You'll always bow to the guy holding the reins at the expense of everyone around you. At least now you know where you stand. Now, Caleb. Mr. Cross, if there is nothing further, I really am quite busy. Well, there is still the matter of this chip. You know what? Remove the chip. I don't care. You've wasted far too much of my time already. There. You're on the voluntary list now. I'll send you the bill. I have no doubt you will. I can't wait to disregard it. Good day, Mr. Cross. You've been listening to Dialed In, Customer Relations, written by Matthew J. Boudreau, starring Pete Boisvert as Caleb, Brian Morvant as Stephen, featuring the voices of Gita Arbor, Christine Gryert, Nat Angstrom, Kyan Chris Conroy, John Bell, and Jennifer Harder, directed by Samantha Mason, sound design by Mike D'Almeida, theme music and editing by Matthew J. Boudreau. Skull Crusher Mountain and Nemesis by Jonathan Colton. Used with permission. Special thanks to Drew Scarfaced Westfall for assisting with the music rights. Next episode, Straw into Gold by Perry Whittle. <laughs> okay, that was Oral Stages dialed in with customer relations by Matt Boudreau. Matt Boudreau uh, hints to me that he is thinking of a longer um, type program based on the subject material of customer relations and love to hear how more of that goes. Matthew, let us know. Um, yeah, and Matthew, of course, is also the sound designer for um, the Final Room Productions, The Cleanse. The Cleanse we've been uh, featuring on this show each and every week. Uh, we're now in the third week of Episode 7. Uh, we are deeper into this flashback where John Prophet, our protagonist, who's also done lots of bad things in his journeys, um, tries to reveal why he did his bad things because of this threat um, that threatens everybody on this new world. Basically, the one percenters have come back and ready for vengeance. Here is Episode 7, Part 3 of The Cleansed. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Episode 7, The Trial, Part 3.
We brought order to the city. We called it Corinth in hopes that a new name would help us make a new day. And it was, for some time. We started getting by. Our patrols stopped the marauding gangs. People who had been standing idle and going mad had purpose. We retooled weapons for growing food. We were making progress. And then, one day, they came. John, the Council objections to the management of the Western Perimeter aren't at all affected! Are! That's the entire point, isn't it? Look, we need to keep exploring. We're running coal, but we're having trouble smelting enough steel. We need to keep exploring. It's cruel, Absolutely, yes. This world is cruel. I'll go out there myself if I need to. This needs to be done. We need to get the work done. Yes, but we feel it's not the role of civilians to do this work. So we're proposing an alternative. What? Criminals? What else would you have us do with it? So you want to bring back the chain gang. All right. As long as I get my labor force. Ah, good. Now, next order of business. Honor. What's all this saw? Who are these people? They say they have important business, John. Good afternoon. Who are you? Richard McGovern, Fleet Admiral of the USS Citadel, and as far as I know, the ranking member of the US military is still alive. And you? John Prophet, First Sergeant US Army, and Chair of the Council of Corinth. Corinth? Is that what you're calling old New York? Why don't you explain what you're doing here? It'd be my pleasure. I'm here to restore order. What? We already have. Council members, perhaps you can enlighten me as to why you hold your meetings here on the lowest floor of a building that reaches the sky? Well, we don't have any power and... You mean electricity? Of course, yes. (laughs) What if we could bring it back, the power, to like it was in the old days? Impossible. (laughs) Yes? Well, what if it wasn't? No. Haven't you seen our ship? For over 15 years, we have been lured over the seas preparing for the day when we can bring America back to her rightful status. Bull! No, John, John, John. Doctor, enlighten them to our supplies. Oh, um, um, yes. Yes, uh, the uh, USS Citadel was designed for deployment of up to um, 50 years without refueling. We still have some years to go, and luckily most of our technicians have survived the duress. We have finished a redesign of the turbines to generate electricity instead of turning a propeller, effectively turning the carrier into a floating power plant. Remarkable. What what does that mean? Oh, um, about one gigawatt of capacity for, well, for longer than most of us will be alive. That's all well and good, but we're getting along just fine Uh, without it. Pardon me, but this is not the opinion of the council. What? You all want to roll over on your backs like a bunch of puppies? John, this is our future, John. What about everything we've worked for? You think they're just going to give you their ship without... Look, what is it you really want? That's a very good question. What we want is to call this great country America again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes! The hell with you! John! Trouble, John? Look, they're a bunch of fools. Who are these people? They are as they say. They don't look like the Navy I remember. Black suits, 
buckled collars? Really? What do you want me to do? They're building a cable to the ship as we speak. Then we need to stop it. Come on, Saul, we can't waste time. John? Back off. I need to talk to you. What are you doing to my city? We just got this place under control and you now- You need to get me away from these people. Please. What? Please. Can we go? Anywhere. Saul, I never saw you leave. Thanks. Come on. After years of bloody, back-breaking work and digging through disorder, we had a government again. And just like that, it shattered. They all went belly up with the promise of electricity. But there was more. The scientist, Abraham, he carried with him more power than anyone let on. Okay. We should be safe here for a little while. What's on your mind? You need to get me out of here. Before... They will want me. What for? We came ashore for a very specific reason. That ship is running out of power. I knew it. No, look. Everything is true. It is a massive nuclear plant. But it needs maintenance. So all that crap you rattled off to the council? It's 20 years. 20 years of life, not 50. So it's getting close. So, what do you want me for? I want you to get me out of here before they force me to tell them where to find more. So there is more? Yes, a lot more. There's a base further up the Hudson. They may know where it is, but without me, the rods are just useless uranium. <sighs> Assuming it survived these years, there should be enough fuel to keep her running 20 years more, maybe even 50 or 100. Enough to get us back on our feet. If only we could just, if only we could be civilized. That's what I've been trying to do here. It's not easy. I guessed that, which is why I came to you. And why I'm asking, will you help me? Yes. Because people like me, scientists, we have too often given humanity the gun used to shoot themselves in the head. Tell me about it. What do you need me to do? We can start by taking some of the rods they have now, hide them, sink them in the ocean, whatever we need to do. Okay. Every minute we can shave off the life of that thing, the safer we will be. Right. Those people don't know how to live without electricity. All right, we can do that. Then get me the hell out of this city. We had it all worked out. A train lined up to take us and all those fuel rods to Borderton when I was betrayed. Someone in my own ranks gave me up and I've been on the run ever since. Trying to keep Abraham from falling back into their hands. This has nothing to do with the crime. Quiet, Arthur. He speaks true. So what happened to him? The scientist. Borderton. I left him behind. Why? Why does it matter? I have friends with the family. Oh. oh. The family? He means the McLeans. Yes. That band of mobsters run the place as well as it ever was. You keep rough company. I worried should the Republic ever come looking for me, I couldn't be in the same place as him. There were people who knew I was headed this way. So Abraham is waiting there, hoping for a rescue. That rescue is supposed to be us. So make your move. Kill me or stand with me. It's in your hands now. The fugitive tells a compelling story. He lied. Yes, he may lie indeed. And by our laws, the story and the person are still two different things. Are there any who doubt this? If he speaks the truth... My brother lies dead because of this man. Your cousin, too. Yes. Is anything more important than the tribe? 
Then we have reached our decision, tribe. Regardless of circumstance, the laws must be obeyed. The sentence stands. No! Maria! You're all monsters, all of you. John! No. John! Don't Chief. do it! She'll be fine. With those crimes atoned for, we have news to celebrate. After too many years of animosity, we are joining our neighbors to the north as a single tribe. The refuge and the dwellers shall be as one. We may not know each other now, but we will stand in unity. Tonight, I call for the harvest ball. Six weeks early, though it may be, we have been long without a cause to celebrate. Now we shall. That is the ruling of your chief, and that of your second chief, David Brenner. We have lived hard lives together. We have shed blood together. And today, let us all join as a single tribe to protect this land. Dancing? Uh, no, I, I never have. You want to do a round? With who? Well, we can go. It's not weird for boys to dance. You don't have enough girls to go around. No <laughs> thanks. All right. Ah, I shouldn't dance on this leg, anyways. <laughs> Tell you what. You want to see something cool? Sure. It's atop this ridge. Let's go. Yeah. in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and Radio Drama Revival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleanse, thecleanse.com for more of that show. Um, currently running a Kickstarter campaign um, at uh, thecleanse.com forward slash Kickstarter. I've uh, got some great goodies up for grabs, um, digital downloads, um, box set, actual physical box set, as well as original artwork. Get your hands on pen and ink drawings um, of the artwork created for the show, and there's a gallery of it at thecleanse.com forward slash art show. Um, other goodies, all at thecleanse.com forward slash Kickstarter. And help us keep this thing going if you are into what we're doing with Radio Drum Revival. Um, I usually don't ask for support for this show specifically, but for uh, my own producer audio efforts, would really, really uh, appreciate your help at 
thecleanse.com forward slash Kickstarter. Uh, thank you all for uh, checking in. Um, all right. Uh, now we are on to our featured programming, um, the rather heavy uh, um, adult themed but not naughty language um, material of The Handmaid's Tale, part two of three, adapted by John Dryden of Goldhawk Productions. Uh, John Dryden we've had on the show several times. He has a field recording approach to audio drama, um, like yours truly. Um, he travels over from Britain to record this in the U.S., I'm assuming in cars and in homes and other places to get the, that, that right sound. Um, and uh, that is uh, part of what makes this so compelling is that uh, full hands-on head in the game um, feeling of The Handmaid's Tale. Here we are into the second half. This is a full hour. Enjoy. Not so many years ago, classrooms would be filled with the happy, smiling faces of children. It was not unusual for a single class to have as many as 40 children in it. Ex-music teacher David Warren remembers teaching in the late 1990s. I always wanted to get up in the mornings. I enjoyed my job. I like working with kids, but you know, I don't think any of us really understood how privileged we were. We were the last generation of teachers ever to experience a classroom of children. Can you imagine 30 children in a room together? My word. So, you're the new one. Blessed be the fruit. Indeed. Hmm. Well, you might as well come in. Shut the door behind you. In here. Kids are so quick to learn. We used to do shows, musicals for parents to come and see. They said I would never walk. Then I would spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Uh, I proved them wrong. What happened? An attack. Got shot here in the hip. Fanatic. That's terrible. It happens. So, let's have a look at you. You stand here where I can see you. So, old what's-his-face didn't work out then. No, ma'am. Tough luck on him. This is your second, isn't it? Third, ma'am. Well, not so good for you either. <laughs> oh, pass me my cigarettes. Hello, God bless. I'm Mike on the table. This is the Gilead with God World News coming up. Food shortages may soon be over with the near capture of Atlas Gorillas in the Appalachian Highlands. Birth rates are up for the second year running. And sport, weather, and business news all coming up in the next hour in the Gilead. With what are you looking at? World news hour with me, Nothing, ma'am. Stay Have you never seen a cigarette before? Uh, of course. <laughs> Just not for a long time. Oh. It's one of the perks of my position. As a wife. A wife. 
Would you like one? Go on. Handmaidens don't smoke, ma'am. It is not conducive to childbirth. Oh, very good. <laughs> Look, I know you're not stupid. I've read your file. Now, as far as I'm concerned, this is like a business transaction. But if I get trouble, I'll give trouble back. You understand? Yes, ma'am. I can hit you, you know, if I want to. A scriptural precedent. Yes, ma'am. Don't call me ma'am. You're not a domestic. As for my husband, he's just that. My husband. I want that perfectly clear. To death do us part, it's final. Yes. It's one of the things we fought for. Praise the Lord. Indeed. We have one domestic here, Rita. She cooks and cleans. She doesn't do shopping. That's your role. It'll be good for you to get out from time to time. You can liaise with her. My husband also has a driver, Joseph. He helps fix things around the house, too. So if something's bust, tell Rita and she'll get Joseph around. I think that's all. I want to see as little of you as possible. I expect you feel the same way about me. You can go to your room now, Alfred. Rita will show you. Thank you. Experts say the decrease in unbabies or shredders is due to a dramatic decrease in radiation contamination seeping across from the Badlands. Here in Connecticut alone, doctors and midwives are working around the clock with a record. My name isn't Alfred. That's the name they gave me. They give me a different name at each house. At the last one, it was of Stephen. Before that, of Bill. Of Stephen, of Bill. I guess the owner of this house, the commander, is called Fred. I have another name, which nobody uses now because it's forbidden. I tell myself it doesn't matter. Your name is like your telephone number, useful only to others. But what I tell myself is wrong. It does matter. I keep the knowledge of this name like something hidden, some treasure I'll come back to dig up one day. I think of this name as buried. This name has an aura around it, like an amulet, some charm that survived from an unimaginably distant past. I lie in my single bed at night with my eyes closed, and the name floats there behind my eyes, not quite within reach, shining in the dark. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. Are you ready to go? Yes. We aren't allowed to go shopping except in twos. This is supposed to be for our protection, but the truth is that she is my spy, as I am hers. The war is going well, I hear. Praise be. We've been sent good weather. Which I receive with joy. Blessed be the fruit. Blessed be the fruit. May the Lord open. This is a beautiful May day. They've defeated more of the rebels since yesterday. Praise be. What were they? Baptists. 
They had a stronghold in the Blue Hills. They smoked them out. Praise be. Sometimes I wish she would just shut up and let me walk in peace. I want to think. God, I wish my friend Moira was here. Hi. Hi. May I inspect your passes, The please? barrier is patrolled by two guardians. Thank you. Guardians Thank of you. faith. Please wait here. Wait there. This one is very young. All zits and a fluffy mustache. The young ones are often the most dangerous, the most fanatical, the jumpiest with their guns. May the Lord go with you. Have a nice day. Doctors lived here once. Lawyers, university professors. Luke and I used to walk together, sometimes along these streets. We used to talk about buying a house like one of these. An old, big house, fixing it up. Follow me, please. Today there's a group of Japanese tourists on a tour. This is the heart of Gilead. You'll notice that the women are dressed in different colors. Blue for the wives, red for the handmaids, domestics wear green. This is a very structured and religious society. What did I wear then, in the old days? Shorts, jeans, jogging pants. Do you have any oranges? Not today. How about grapefruit? Forget it. All that stuff comes from Florida. We got nothing from Florida. The terrorists have gotten the railway line again. I guess I'll have two pounds of apples then. Let me check the storeroom. Hello. I saw you walk in. Janine. Of Warren. I'm of Warren now. This is your partner? This is of Glenn. Best would be the fruit. May the good Lord open. I have some news. What? I've just come from the doctors. I'm expecting. Oh, that's a big congratulations. Thank you. I, I just had to come over and tell you. I'm glad you did. And how are things going with you? Fine. Nothing happened yet, huh? Not yet. Oh, and this is your third posting in all. No more apples. What have you got? If I were you, I'd get some There's help. Some you know what I mean? Mm. Well, we'll take a couple of beans. You have a nice day so, now. Nice. Under his eye? Under his eye. I need to go to All Flesh, get some chicken. I, I don't think I Come on, come on, there. Excuse me, ladies. That's like the food. They're asking if they can take your picture. I don't, uh, take photographs, no? please, can we? It's not allowed. It's not allowed. The women here have different customs. That is why they cover themselves up. To stare at them through the lens of a camera is for them an experience of violation. I'm sorry? Do they have freedom? Freedom? They are free? Freedom. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, miss. They want to know, are you happy? Yes, we are very happy. She says yes. Oh, the people here lead a very disciplined lifestyle. It's what they choose. We should respect that. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Follow me. We're now going into the center of Gilead. And I would ask you to respect the customs of this place. But ladies, covering yourselves up and putting on the gowns provided at the entrance. I'm are you ready to go back yet? Can we go via the church? All right. But I know as well as she does that she isn't really interested in the church. She wants to see who's hanging from the wall. These two are doctors, look. Angel makers. Angel makers? Abortionists. People still do that? Why would anyone want to now? 
You don't know anything, do you? What do you mean? They would have been abortion doctors in the old world. They go through all the hospital records, find out who they all were. They catch up with them eventually. But what they did wasn't a crime in the old world. Wasn't against the law, you mean. It was still a crime in the eyes of the good lord. The bags over the heads make the men look like dolls on which faces have not yet been painted. But on one there's blood which has seeped through the white cloth where the mouth must be. It makes another mouth, a small red one, like the mouths painted with thick brushes by kindergarten children. A child's idea of a smile. We should go back. Yes. Offred, it's a beautiful May day. Yes. Praise be. It's curious how words and phrases jump out at you from some distant past. May Day used to be a distress signal a long time ago in one of those wars we studied in high school. May Day, May Day. For pilots whose planes had been hit and ships. Was it ships too? At sea. It was Luke who told me where it came from. It's nothing to do with the month of May, he said. It's French. A day, help. May Day, help me. May Day mornings fill me with hope and joy. Do you know what I mean? It's the Lord's doing. Of course. That's what I mean. We better get back. My room. A chair, a table, a lamp, a single bed, a wardrobe. Nothing takes place in the bed except sleep, or no sleep. The window only opens partly, and the glass is shatterproof. I decided to explore the room. I didn't want to do it all at once. I wanted to make it last. I divided the room into sections in my head. I allowed myself one section a day, which I would examine with the greatest minuteness. I hear Moira's voice in my head saying I'm crazy, but I do it anyway. One day I found, on the wall behind the wardrobe, scratched with a pin or maybe just a fingernail, a picture. Like a, a child's matchstick drawing. A man with a beard. A woman with dots all over her round face, like freckles. A child and a dog. I wonder who she was, or is, and what became of her. Perhaps I will try to find out. I want you to think of God as a national resource. Uh. He's always been there. The commander's wife seems more relaxed with me recently. Sometimes in the evenings when the commander is still at work, she allows me to watch television with her. Is it any surprise the world got contaminated? You recognize me, don't you? I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. You know who I am? Not now, but before. Before? 
think so. From TV? Were you? Serena Joy. That's me. <laughs> Did you ever watch any of my shows? Oh, yes. I was on TV every day. <laughs> like him. Everyone loved me. I was invited to speak all over the country. Yeah. I guess those days are over now. My work's been done. You may be asking yourself now. Still, I don't know if I've ever received the full recognition I deserved for what I did. Why all of a sudden is it so hard to procreate? Well, think about it. So I was living in the household of the TV evangelist, Serena Joy. Yeah. Things were worse than I thought. How she has aged. Is it really any surprise that he said, Hey, bud, if you don't want my gift, I'll take it back. The first time I saw her on television, I was eight or nine. It was when my mother was away at demonstrations, fighting for women's rights and stuff. I sometimes stayed at my grandmother's place. On Sunday evening, she would always watch the Growing Souls Gospel Hour. Serena Joy was the lead soprano. She could smile and cry at the same time, a tear sliding gracefully down her cheek as if on cue as her voice lifted through its highest notes, tremulous, effortless. It was after that she went on to other things. Hello. And welcome to the Serena Joy Show. Today, we look at the tragic cost to family life of women who go to work. Join me for the next half hour as we debate women's responsibility to become better homemakers. That's straight after this commercial break. Serena Joy was never her real name, not even in the old world. Her real name was Pam. I read that in a profile on her in a news magazine, Time or Newsweek. Don't be fooled by the lies peddled by leftist feminist manipulators who tell you that you've got to have equal this and equal that. For too long, they have had it all their way. Don't be swayed by their lies. Be suspicious when they try to influence you with their ever-so-reasonable manner. Don't be fooled. These people have already submitted to the devil, and they want to destroy you and your family. Oh. She wasn't singing anymore by then. She oh, was yes, making friends. speeches. Oh, she was good at it. Look, there is no equal. Her speeches were about the sanctity of the home and about how women different. should stay there. God intended women... To be the nest builder, to look after the family, to stay at home. And I think that all of you know that in your hearts. But Serena Joy didn't stay at home herself. She made speeches instead and presented this failure of hers as a sacrifice she was making for the good of all. Can you tell me why you have come here today? Absolutely, I sure can. We're here to protest against the slaughtering of unborn babies. Around that time, someone tried to shoot her. And I know that most of America supports us. And let me tell you, we are not moving. We will blockade this clinic. 
No, wait. This house of murder for as long as it takes. And what do you hope to achieve? We want people to realize what is going on, and if the police drag us away, that is fine. Look, we know who's doing these operations. We have got a register of names and addresses of all the doctors who have carried out abortions, and you know what? They are not going to get away with it. Is that a threat? No, sir, it is a principle. If you commit a crime, one day you're going to get punished. Let me make this clear. This is murder. This is murder. This is murder. One day the pre-born are going to receive justice. Man, evil bitch. What's going on here? The reporter was killed. But Serena Joy survived. She called it a miracle. She doesn't have a TV show anymore. She doesn't make speeches. She doesn't go to work. She stays in her home, looks after her garden. But it doesn't seem to agree with her. She fought for women to stay at home. How furious she must be now that she's been taken at her word. Children when it suited us, not when it suited the Lord. Oh, that's enough now. The most precious gift he gave us. I think we both need to get some rest. Tomorrow's the big day. Yes. I'll go back to my room. May I ask you something? What? The last one who stayed in my room before me. Which one? The one with freckles. You knew her? Uh, yes, I knew her before. Um, <laughs> we were at the Rachel and Leah Reeducation Center together. I heard she was here. She didn't work out. She wasn't successful? She didn't work out. Oh. I'll go back to my room then. I sit in my room. I want Luke here so badly. I want to be held and told my name. I repeat my former name, remind myself of what I once could do, how others saw me. I want to be with someone. But I try not to think too much. Like other things now, thought must be rationed. There's a lot that doesn't bear thinking about thinking can hurt our chances. Once a month, I'm taken by Joseph to the doctors for tests. Urine, hormones, cancer smear, blood tests. We're here, ma'am. The same as before, except now it's obligatory. No, don't try the door. It's locked. I'll come around and open it. Try to relax. Breathe in. Breathe out. Thank you. When is your next ceremony? Tonight. Good. Good. I see from your file that this is your third posting? Yes. Nothing happened? No, nothing. Shame. You're in good shape as far as I can tell, and you had a child before in the old world. Uh, yes. Yes, I did. Daisy. I'm sorry. I, no, I didn't mean to upset it's you. It's all right. It's just that I miss her. I understand. May I get dressed now? I could help you. 
What? I could help you. I've helped others. Help me how? How do you think? The door's locked. No one will come in. They'll never know it isn't his. Most of these old guys can't make it anymore, or they're sterile. Lots of women do it. You want a baby, don't you? It'd only take a minute. It's too dangerous. You don't have a lot of time left. If you don't succeed this time, they'll send you off to the colonies. But it's your life. Think about it. Perhaps next month? Gorillas are captured and marched out of the forest. They will be taken to a detention center where they will be tried and sentenced. It's been a long time. It's late as usual, so you might as well sit down. And it's another successful mission over, another job well done. I thought we could use this opportunity to straighten a few things out. Is it cold out there? It's freezing, my now, I don't know how things were conducted at your previous postings. I don't care. But in this household, you should know that we take a strictly orthodox approach. The ceremony is a means to an end. That's all it is. You don't have to enjoy it. You don't have to like it. I would prefer it if you didn't. No moaning. No thrusting. No crying out. Just keep your mouth and eyes shut. You understand? Yes. That's all that's required. Just shut yourself off. Pray or something. Yes? Yes, I understand. An underground espionage ring has been cracked by a team of eyes working with an inside informant. The ring has been smuggling precious national resources over the border to Canada. Five members of the heretical... Good evening. Quakers have been arrested and more arrested. I hope I haven't kept you waiting too long. We've been watching the news. Chad McCloud was at the scene. Good. The eyes burst through the door at five this morning. Quakers put up little to no resistance, but one was shot as he Rita? tried to make his escape. He died later in hospital. Chad Bring me the good book. There has and a glass of water. news from the besieged city of Detroit, which we have been reliably informed is soon to surrender to our forces. It's been a long and sustained campaign, and the controversial bombing of the city seems to have worked. The commander leading the offensive, Reverend General David Nunn. Rachel was childless, and when she saw that she bore Jacob no children, she became jealous of her sister and said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. <laughs> and Jacob said angrily to Rachel, can I take the place of God who denied thee children? And she said, here is my slave girl, Bilhah. Lie with her, and she shall bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. And so she gave him her slave girl, Bilhah. And Jacob lay with her. Praise be. Brady. Yes. 
Shall we go upstairs? see if I were to open my eyes would be the large white canopy of her four-poster bed suspended like a sagging cloud above us above me towards the head of the bed she is arranged outspread her legs apart I lie between them my head on her stomach her pubic bone under the base of my skull her thighs on either side of me she holds my hands to signify that we are one flesh one being the rings of her left hand cut into my fingers it may or may not be revenge. The commander is preoccupied like a man humming to himself in the shower. Like a man who has other things on his mind. It's as if he's somewhere else waiting for a bus to arrive. God, there's something hilarious about this whole situation. I hear Moira in my head. She's killing herself laughing, laughing. But I don't dare laugh. I don't dare. Get up now. Get up and get out. And this is what I do when I'm back in my room. I take off my clothes and put on my nightgown. I look for the pad of butter in the toe of my right shoe where I hid it after dinner. Much of it is sunk into the paper I wrapped it in. I rub the butter over my face, work it into the skin of my hands. There's no longer any hand lotion or face cream. Not for us. And such things are considered vanities. We are containers. It's only the insides of our bodies that are important. This was the decree of the wives. This absence of hand lotion. They don't want us to look attractive. For them... Things are bad enough. Nobody dies from lack of sex. It's lack of love we die from. All the people I could love are dead or elsewhere. Who knows where they are now or what their names are now. They might as well be nowhere. As I am for them.
It was after the chase from the border where we had tried to cross. There was the dirt road and the woods. And we jumped out of the car and began to run. Me, Luke, and Daisy. Somehow we got separated in the chase. I don't know what happened to Luke. Stay where you are. Do not get up. It's all the Put your arms up in front of you. No, it's okay. It's all right, honey. It's okay. Don't take my dog. No, where are you? Shut up, Shut up. Don't take my dog. Of all the dreams, this is the worst. Here's what I believe. I believe Luke is lying face down in a thicket, a tangle of bracken. What is left of him? His hair, the bones, the plaid wool shirt, green and black, the leather belt, the work boots. I know exactly what he was wearing. I can see his clothes in my mind, bright as a full-color advertisement from an ancient magazine. Though not his face, not so well. His face is beginning to fade. I pray his death was painless. One shot through the back of the skull, one flash, darkness or pain. Dull, I hope, like the word thud. Only the one and then silence. I believe this. I also believe that they didn't catch him after all and that he made it. Reached the bank, swam the river, crossed the border, dragged himself up on the far shore, teeth chattering, found his way to a nearby farmhouse. Hello? Hello? Yeah, can I help you? Was allowed in. Perhaps they were Quakers. The woman made him some hot coffee and gave him a set of her husband's clothes. I picture the clothes. It comforts me to dress him warmly. They will smuggle him inland where he will make contact with the others. Perhaps he's met up with Moira. Perhaps they're part of something. There must be a resistance, a government in exile. Someone must be out there. There must be a resistance, or where do all the criminals come from on the television? Any day now, there may be a message from him. It will come in the most unexpected way from the least likely person. Under my plate, on the dinner tray, slipped into my hand as I reached the tokens across the counter in his shop. The message will say that I must have patience. Sooner or later, he will get me out. We will find Daisy, wherever they've put her. She'll remember us. And we will be all three of us together. Come here. Let's have a look at it. <laughs> Don't struggle, dear. It tickles. Oh, yes. Ah. Oh. Yes, that's a beauty. It's like a huge fruit, big and ripe. Let me feel. <laughs> I've warned you won't keep still. I'm sorry, but it tickles. <laughs> we are so pleased with her. Rita. Rita. Go and get Alfred from her room. Yes, ma'am. Alfred should see this. It might inspire her. More tea, Mildred. Thank you. Cookie? 
Thanks. Would you like one, dear? Oh, Kit. no. You'll spoil her. Too much sugar is bad for them. Oh, just this once, Mildred. Oh, yes. Can I, ma'am? Please. Go on. Oh, thank you. She's more like a daughter, really. One of the family. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Fred. Come in here. This is my friend, Mrs. McLeod, and this is a Warren, her handmaid. Hello. <laughs> you know each other. Yes, we were re-educated together. Of Warren is expecting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can sit down now, <clears throat> both of you. She is such a healthy girl. No Agent Orange in the family. We checked the records. You can never be too careful. You've been so lucky. I'll say. I'll say. But Warren was very thorough this time because we've had some bad experiences. But some of the ones that you get, they, they don't even keep themselves clean. You know, they won't give you a smile. They mope in their rooms. They don't wash their hair. The smell. The last one we had, I had to get the domestics to hold her down in the bathtub. And then she stopped eating. <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> of Warren's a good girl. And I suppose your husband will be getting a promotion if this works out. Well, we don't want to count our chickens, but there are words going about. There are words. <laughs> but you'll have one soon. I feel sure of it. So, uh, so this is your handmaid. Well, let's get a look at her. Come over here. Oh, Fred, come here. Turn around for Mrs. McLeod. Mm. Attractive. What's she like? <sighs> She's only been here a few months. And nothing's happened yet? No, not yet. <clears throat> How's Zora, Fred? No, not yet. Hmm. You haven't had much luck, really. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Well, with all that business with the last one. Mm. And what did they do to her in the end? You must be so excited. I bet you could hardly wait. <laughs> This is your third home, I understand. Joseph. You're not supposed to talk to me. Just passing the time of day. I have a message. What? I have a message. From who? From the commander. He wants to see you in his office. When? Tomorrow in the evening. See. Six, six thirty after his wife has gone to her room. Is that all right? I don't know. This is the surgery. I'll be waiting at the front as usual. Can I have your ID? Thank you. Let me just scan your tattoo. All righty. Of Fred, handmaiden 2012. Why don't you take a seat over there? Dr. McLean is running a little behind this morning. McLean? Yes. But I see Dr. Peters. Oh, Dr. Peters isn't with us anymore. Isn't with you? It's Dr. McLean now. But what happened to Dr. Peters? He's gone. Gone? Look, I I'm busy. Do you have a problem? No. Well, then. Take a seat and wait to be called. Sure. Yes. Sorry.
close the door behind you. strange. I guess it is a little strange. Here. I have a little present for you. It's an old one. From the 70s, I think. A Vogue. I thought you might like to look at it. It's not permitted. And here it is. Would you like to see it? Would you? Yes. Why do you have this? Some of us retain an appreciation of the old things. But these were supposed to have been burned. Yes. Within those pages is promise. An endless series of possibilities. Adventure, rejuvenation, pain overcome and transcended, endless love, immortality. That's why they had to be destroyed. Why show this to me? Who else would I show it to? What about your wife? No. She wouldn't understand. We don't seem to have that much in common. We've grown apart. Oh. I thought perhaps we could meet from time to time outside the, uh, you know. It's so impersonal. I see. I want... I want you to kiss me. I'm serious. I want you to kiss me. All right. Not like that. Like you meant it. Perhaps we could do something else. What? I would like... This may sound silly. I would like you to play a game of Scrabble with me. <laughs> do you know how to play? Yes. Would you play with me? Why? Why? Because it's forbidden. All right. 
Euster. You're late. I had to wait for her to go to bed. The commander and I have an arrangement. It's not the first such arrangement in history. I visit him two or three nights a week, always after dinner, but only when I get the signal. The signal is Joseph. If he's polishing the car when I set out for the shopping. What is it you miss most about the old world? Hand lotion. What? Hand lotion or face lotion. My skin gets very dry. Well, it doesn't look very dry. I use butter. When I can get it, or margarine. A lot of the time, it's margarine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick I learned at the Rachel and Leah Center where I was re-educated. That's very clever. Do you think you could get me some hand lotion? I should think so. Supposing she smells it on you. I'd be careful. Besides, she's never that close to me. Sometimes she is. Well, then I won't use it on those nights. When the ceremony came around again, I found things were changed. I don't remember. Now there is an awkwardness there hadn't been before. The lights are on as usual, since Serena Joy always avoids anything that would create an aura of romance or eroticism, however slight. It's like being on an operating table in the full glare. I feel him actually looking at me, and I don't like it. He could give me away so easily by a look, by a gesture. He reaches his hand to touch my face. I move my head to the side to warn him away, hoping Serena Joy hasn't noticed. Don't ever do that again. Do what? Try to touch me like that when we're... when she's there. You could get me transferred to the colonies, or worse, you know that. I just... I find it... impersonal. How long did it take you to find that out? Tell me. Is that what happened to the last one? What do you mean? The handmaid before me. Was she sent to the colonies? No. She used to see you too, didn't she? Alone like this. What happened to her? She didn't work out. What happened to her? She moved on. Look, look, I've got something for you. What? The hand lotion you asked for. Trouble is, I don't have anywhere to keep it. In your room? They'd find it. Someone would find it. Why? They look. They look in all our rooms. What for? Razor blades. Books. Writing. Black market stuff. All the things we aren't supposed to have. You ought to know. Then you'll have to keep it here. Thank you. You have everything on your list? Yes. Do you mind if we go by the auto church? I want to get a soul scroll. Fine. No point going by the wall. 
There won't be anyone there. They don't leave the bodies hanging as long in the summer because of the flies. Welcome to the fully automated house of the Lord. Please select a prayer. I promise to get the Beatitudes for the domestic in my house. Please insert a token. Blessed be the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed be those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed be the silent, for they shall be given strength. Blessed be those who obey the law. For they I knew they changed things and left things out, but there was no way of checking. There's a Bible in every home, but locked up. We can be read to from it by the head of our household. We can go to the auto church and get a printout of the passage, but we cannot read it ourselves. After all, it's an incendiary device. Who knows what we'd make of it if we ever got our hands on one? Serve their country, for by doing so, they will be serving their God. Amen. Amen. Please take your soul scrolls printout. May the Lord make you have a nice day. Shall we sit in the chapel for a bit? I will Let them return. They shall be burning with and devoured with burning. Do you think God listens to these machines? mustn't ask me that. I don't. I think we should go. I don't think this is a godly country. I... You can say it. Neither do I. Zilch. Is that a word? We could look it up. It's archaic. I'll give it to you. Evil. 
Can you do anything with your last letter? Or do I get another go? D. Devil. <laughs> Too bad you lose. You know, that's really very clever. What? That the words good and evil are each only one letter short of God and devil. I'd like to know what you think. I don't think a lot. Oh, come now. I'm interested in your opinions. You're intelligent enough. You must have opinions. I don't hear opinions too often these days. What do you want my opinion on? What we've achieved in the past decade. I don't have an opinion. Oh, come on. I'd like to hear what you think. What did we overlook? How about love? Love? What kind of love? What kind of love? How about falling in love? Oh, yes. I've read the magazines. That's what they were publishing, wasn't it? But look at the stats, my dear. Was it really worth it falling in love? Arranged marriages have always worked out just as well, if not better. Those years when people could choose anyone they wanted were just an anomaly, historically speaking. Well, and how about just loving thy neighbor kind of love? That will come. You see, you need to understand that all change is painful. We have embarked on one of the most ambitious projects this world has ever seen. We have brought peace and order where there was chaos and disorder. Whatever you say. We thought we could make the world better. Better? How can you think this is better? Better never means better for everyone. It always means worse for some. But on balance, I believe we've given more than we've taken away. Love will come in time. What did you do before? What were you? Oh, I was in market research to begin with. After that, I sort of branched out. You might say I'm sort of a problem solver. Hmm. Well, maybe you could help me solve a problem. Something I've been wondering about. The one before me. She had freckles, right? Did you know her? Not exactly. I... I keep finding these little pictures in my room. Inside the cupboard, on the walls. More scratch drawings, really, of stick people. And very small. One of the characters, a woman, has freckles. She appears in all the pictures I've found so far. I see. They're family scenes, mainly. Her, a man and a child in front of a house. I, I guess she had a family in the old days. Her pushing a pram, her lying on a bed. Her crying. She hanged herself, right? How did you know? She drew pictures of that, too. She must have been planning to do it for a while. Rita found her. Poor girl. <clears throat> 
Maybe I shouldn't come here anymore. I thought you were enjoying it. I wish you would. You want my life to be bearable to me. Yes. Yes, I do. I would prefer it. Well, then. What would you like? Besides the hand lotion? I would like... I would like to know. Whatever there is to know. What's going on. How it all works. Everything. In episode two of The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, the part of Offred was played by Marsha Dietlin, Serena Joy by Leslie Hendricks, The Commander by Earl Hindman, Off Glen by Mireille Enos, Janine by Emma Roberts, Dr. Peters by Bruce Sabbath, Rita by Shannon Williams, Mildred by Kristen Marks. Other parts were played by Dylan Chelfie and members of the company. The original score was composed by Sasha Putnam, Nick Russell-Pavia, and Mitch Agugwa. The Handmaid's Tale is a Goldhawk Universal production for BBC Radio 4. It was produced by Jane Quill and dramatised and directed by John Dryden. All right, and that was The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, adapted by Goldhawk Productions for the BBC. Goldhawk.eu. Learn more about John Dryden's work. See his behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Purchase this title as well as other titles up at goldhawk.eu, um, and up till about last week, he had more programming there that you could listen to through the BBC iPlayer. Uh, check it out. He's got new stuff coming out all the time. And one more um, hour of The Handmaid's Tale that will bring us to the end of September, and then whoo, we're on to Halloween programming. Um, so if uh, the, the, the literary bent is too heavy, we are going to be going to Blood guts and other goodies for the whole month of October like we usually do. Um, in the meantime, uh, plenty of material up at RadioDramaRevival.com. Over 200 hours of programming, uh, featured genres. Um, dig through our massive archives page. Uh, learn about the latest in audio drama news. Follow us on at RadioDrama on Twitter or search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival Facebook page. Uh, post something, talk about your news, engage with fans, or find us on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. We're also on Stitcher. Hit up Entertainment and then look at the Radio Drama section. We are headlining it there. Um, and that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh. Copyright of individual shows. Remains that are original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM. It is Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com is labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. 